futuramic design means styling with a purpose. Introducing the all-new Hoverboard, the scooter of the future. Sharper Image Wheelie Razor is the hottest thing on two wheels. Now, what does it do? This is the world's first self-balancing human transport. Electric scooters speeding down roads and sidewalks. San Francisco streets bustle with activity. Cars, walkers, bicyclists, and now scooters, all sharing the same roadways. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Rider Guide podcast. I'm Chase, and I'm joined by my co-host, Paul Somerville. Our saying is, we know electric rides, your guide to a micromobility future. This podcast is on all things micro EVs, bringing weekly episodes with the hottest companies in the world, deep dives on big news, and really anything else that's interesting. This episode was pre-recorded for launch day while we were all together in the Bay Area for our biggest team gathering yet. Uh, Let me turn things over to Paul. This time we've got the biggest news we've ever shared with you guys in five years of ESG's history. And that is that we're rebranding as Writer Guide. And uh, there's a big great reason behind that is that we're stretching out and we're going to go a little beyond electric scooters um as as we go along we've been uh it had great coverage of electric scooters and now we're going to branch out a little little by little into you know into some new areas um and to go along with all of that is a an amazing gorgeous new website uh and a an even better search tool which is like my favorite part of the whole website is we've got an amazing you know our amazing database where you can search everything and it's just going to be easier to use just more accurate. It's going to give you just a better idea, just at first glance, what scooter is going to fit you. And, um, and then also, of course, we've had some major additions to the team. Um, and the biggest addition is that we have made a major score and brought in, um, a new editorial lead uh, from another channel. And you may recognize Mitchell here joining us from uh, RK, uh, RK9. And uh, we just, we had so many screws to test and so many new things we wanted to do. And there's just no way we could do it all uh, without more talent. And we're just like amazed and honored to have you join us. Um, for those of you who are fans of this channel, it's gonna keep existing. So, you know, don't panic. You're gonna get that content too. But, um, but yeah, we're just so stoked to have you on the team and welcome. And thanks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to work with you guys. And we, we've just been such big fans of yours for so long. You know, we, uh, we, you know, we watch your channel and we love what you do. We, and just you know, uh, we just feel like our hearts are kind of in the same places. We're both just all about you know in, uh, encouraging micro mobility along, helping it succeed in the world, helping people connect with the scooters that are going to work best for them. And, and, uh, we just feel so in sync and, and now, uh, yeah, now we get to, to work together. So it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's a huge reason of, uh, I was happy to come on board because like, I feel like, like you said, our, our goals and our views, um, of the micro of the micro mobility industry are very similar. And I feel like, uh, we naturally mesh really well. And it was a big move for us. It's even a bigger move for you because you had you had to physically move here from Utah, or or you you were come yeah you had to physically move here from Utah to make this all happen. So uh, that's that's you know that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So welcome to the Bay Area. Awesome. Thank you, <laughs> Mitchell. I'd love to hear more about the RK9 ride story, and that'd be I think I think the audience would be really interested to hear that too. Yeah, I mean honestly, RK9 ride started uh, partially as an accident. Um, 
And uh, I owe a lot of my start to ESG actually because Chuck, uh, the original founder of ESG, he that's who I went to when I was looking for my first electric scooter because my car broke down and I was using rental scooters to get to work. And I decided that I should probably buy a scooter if I'm going to be using this every single day. And yeah, so a lot of my research uh, led me to, to ESG and I eventually settled on a Cabo Mantis and I also bought a GoPro <laughs> along mm-hmm. with it and just, uh, just for fun started recording rides and uploading them. And they actually started getting views. And so I was like, okay, uh, what, what other content can I do? And my, I, my favorite type of content on YouTube is definitely the scripted um, kind of, I guess you could call it essay style uh, content. And so I figured that would be kind of a direction that I might want to go if I was making my own channel. And so I, uh, yeah, I wrote up a script of the electric scooter accessories you should have and just a really basic guide. And that video did really well. And so I just started pouring more and more of my time into it. Um, I was going to school part-time and working full-time. And eventually um, the channel took off enough that I was able to quit my full-time job and just do YouTube full-time. And then eventually I, uh, after the channel got even bigger, I dropped out of school to do it full-time. And I've, uh, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed testing all these scooters and uh, getting to know the industry. And I just love it and have a passion for it now. Such a rock star move to like drop out, <laughs> <laughs> drop out of school. To, yeah. You love scooters so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's, yeah. it sounds cooler than it is. We're, we're so, <laughs> we really, it, it's hard to overestimate how grateful we are to have Mitchell. I mean, we, we knew this a full year ago. We had the long-term vision of knowing that if this is going to keep growing, um, we're going to have to eventually extend beyond scooters and having done scooters only for five years. And that's actually distinctive of kind of the brand. You see a lot of YouTubers, they're just kind of like in lightweight electric vehicles in general, and they'll be covering one thing or another. There's definitely some that are very focused on like EUCs to name just one, but yeah, just really focusing on that. That's kind of our take to build the domain knowledge and the the credibility and the, the comprehensive view of a form factor. And so, yeah, as we wanted to grow, we were just like, what, what is the actual dream? Like who is the number one person? In fact, actually it was such a dream that like we hadn't even like really considered it. We actually, mm-hmm. we put up the job posting in September cause that was finally when we were like, ah, you know, maybe we could afford this in like six months, you know? And so we, we put up the job posting cause we, this is like such an important role that you like can define the whole timeline and goals of the company around it because yeah, Paul has achieved like peak performance this year. Like honestly, the amount of content and high quality analysis he has achieved has been incredible. And the whole team has rallied to kind of save as much of his time as possible and let him just go all in on the things that he does. But yeah, we we were looking forward and we, we knew we needed this position. And then there was just like, it had the job posting had set up, you know, and we weren't getting super compelling applications. And then we were just, as we're doing our YouTube research, just poking around YouTube for inspiration, seeing what's hitting and stuff. We were like, you know what? What is the number one channel that we go to to see who else is doing some really interesting stuff in scooters? And it was RK9. And so we just did the standard. You go to the about, you click the I'm not a robot, and then you just email. And then we just got in a call, the three of us, and it was just a total fit, so much resonance and just vision and what we wanted to accomplish. And I think yeah. Gotti said yes because there was no candidate number two. 
It's too late. It's too late. It's we too late. We, 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 we didn't tell him that until after. We can spill the beans we, now. We didn't tell him that until after we figured out the process. You know, I was just like, because because it's a lot. I mean, he, he, he had to, he had to commit a lot. You know, he had to come That's right. all the way out here. You know, and. Yeah, so he still has the ability to do stuff with RK9, so he will maybe make some content, but he's full-time writer guide. So I'll just say that clearly in case it's like, oh, is he like 10 hours or something? No, it's like, so there's going to be a little bit less bandwidth to do stuff for RK9, but you also might still see some stuff from the channel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, But a big part of coming to writer guide was the fact that I would have access to the resources that you guys have and the ability to, because that was always a limiting thing for me is how many... Uh, units I could review, how many scooters I could review, and how many I could get my hands on. And I feel like this also will allow me to fully branch out cre creatively and bring uh, my perspective and my experience um, to a large variety of, of scooters. And that's something that maybe I wouldn't have had the opportunity to on the review side um, if I had just done Arcanine rides exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like Chase said, I, I will definitely still be doing stuff on, on Arcanine rides and, uh, uh, have no intention to stop there. So it, it'll be full, full, full blast electric mm -hmm. suitor content for the foreseeable future. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, so this is going to, you know, this will free us up to do, you know, do more, uh, more content, more types of content, but we, we are going to ease into it though, cause we really, you know, take pride in having you know, just we tested, we have tested and continue to test more electric scooters than anybody on the planet. And as we branch out into other types of uh, micro mobility, uh, we're gonna we're gonna want to really just own uh, a certain segment of of that market as we as we move along. We're gonna really be experts and really know what we're talking about and make it part of our you know our core competencies. Um, and so we'll, we're not gonna be like just here and there and everywhere with uh, with the the different types of vehicles that we take on. So. Uh, it's going to be a, you know, we're going to approach it carefully and thoughtfully. Yeah. So one of my backgrounds was in with micromobility industry. So I've just, I kind of came into this having already lived in a lot of the theory of micromobility and, and where the world's headed over the next 10 years and how that happens. And so we've been thinking a lot about form factors from the beginning and you've kind of got a spread where you've got, um, I kind of break it down into four categories that I called it. There's a piece called the micromobility landscape that you can see online, but n number one is, is like balance. So that could be rocket shoes, electric unicycle. It's a one wheel skateboard, everything like that, or hoverboard. And so it's intrinsically the most portable, but it's also a little bit more niche, a little bit more dangerous, no matter how good the stabilization is. And so that's just a little bit of a smaller market. And also we didn't, totally want to jump into it because there's already some YouTube channels that are doing a good job at the EU C space, especially that really go all in on it. And uh, so th that's pretty cool. And then there's scooters, which we've obviously been doing. And that's interesting because it's kind of like a, uh, an essence of portability and accessibility where something to stand on, something to hold on to. And then now we go into category three, which would be something to sit on as well. And this is intrinsically the largest category. And what's been so interesting about micromobility is we've gotten unbelievable spread in the type of vehicles and products that are getting made because regula regulatorily, people around the world for like the last five years have had no idea what to even do with this because you've got e-bikes, you have mopeds, you have motorcycles, 
and seated scooters. And then of those four classifications, they kind of all end up blending together because of micromobility technology with these super powerful, but so small electric motors and just breaking out of the internal combustion paradigm, you can build, you know, much smaller vehicles as well. And so a motorcycle gets so small that you're like, is that a motorcycle and, and, or something gets more powerful. And so the biggest, so really the clear thing for us, because it's such a massive market was to go more into the seated direction. And we already had done some of it with the eMove Roadrunner was our favorite last year. And they've got some really exciting stuff coming for this year that we can't wait to cover. We'd also done the Fido, um, some of the Fido products. And then there's some things that we just, you know, don't do a full review on, but we're just in the loop on and have tried. Uh, but we also did a GoTrax that I'm looking at right now. That's like a, a very affordable kind of like a evolution of the Razor EcoSmart form factor. And, you know, who knows, like we've already done new kick scooters. So maybe we end up potentially like going to where their bread and butter and where all their success has been in mopeds or we've already done some Segway products. So maybe we do some like the C80 or something like that. But there's just such an exciting year ahead of us and all the things that we can uh, cover. And one then I guess I'll wrap things up fully. The, the fourth is like a pod and, and don't think of it as a a tiny car. Think of it as a weather enclosed e-bike. We, we did a piece at the micromobility conference on Nimbus, and this is just something that's going to be five years out that we, you really start to see the world changing in this, but it's like small vehicles make a lot of sense. It's like, do we need 6,000 pound vehicles that are massive for single occupancy, short trips, you know, and, um, it's not micromobility isn't to replace the car, but it's to, uh, you know, at least replace some of the trips that it does. And so that's something that's a little bit longer term that is really interesting. Thank you so much for celebrating with us as we have this important milestone in our company history with such a really big launch um, across the website and, and Mitchell joining and so many other things. We're really stoked about the future and we're honored as we look back of the community and the people that support the work that we do and make this all possible. So I just wanted to let you know about a giveaway that we have as we've been celebrating about this. Uh, we partnered with Vora Motors for a giveaway for a eMove Roadrunner. It's worth about $1,400. It's one of the most fun vehicles on the market today. It's one of our team favorites. And all you have to do to have a chance at winning it is head over to the description and hit that link for more details. So uh, definitely do that. We appreciate everything, um, all of your support as we're trying to get this podcast off the ground and let other people be able to see it. So let's jump right back into the news. So something else is, you know, big update is uh, our database. We mentioned the website itself and, and, and hinted a little bit about the changes that are coming to the database. But one of the reasons that, you know, the database is such a big deal is that ESG, we really, you know, made our brand on real world testing and repeatable methods and applying sort of scientific measurements to electric scooters. You know, we're going to give you our opinion about what it's like to ride as well. But there's, there's also just, it's great to have that hard data to really be compared to A to B, tested in exactly the same way, on exactly the same range test course, you know, how far did they go and all of that. So we've got this data like nobody else has because we have tested more scooters than anybody else and we're the only ones that have tested them all in the same way. Um, and then, you know, and then tracked all that. So two years ago, we started making use of that data by uh, through the ESG uh 
the ESG database. We launched our, our database on our website where people could search for, hey, I want a scooter that's going to handle, you know, that's going to fit my rider weight, that's going to um, have a certain amount of real world tested range, all those things. And, um, and we've been flattered that not only do we hear that the riders are using it to find you know the best ride for themselves, but we've heard from several big brands that they have also used it to do competitive research to find out like how far their competitor scooters go compared to you know for this many dollars you know what sort of performance they can expect to see and what they're going to be competing against uh, when it's all compared head to head. And so you know it's just not just it's not just the best you know public data in the scooter world, but it's just in all of micro mobility. There's really nothing like it if you see anything out there at like another scooter database it's very likely a you know a copy of ours it's not as comprehensive as ours and if it is anywhere near as comprehensive as ours it's probably our data that's been rounded up and rounded down to make it not look like our data because we're literally the only ones that have taken that data um in in that volume you know that comprehensively um and uh go ahead yeah and to talk about kind of like the the biggest upgrade yet the database, if you had seen it, it's table-based, you know, so it kind of, it's awesome what you have access to, but it's ultimately comes down to kind of a big spreadsheet that you're interacting with on the website. And there, there was some hiding of like the depth of data where like some of the fields are by default hidden or by some of the scooters that are default hidden that are just like not super prominent in the industry, but you might want to see. Um, but we are taking that to the next level of, we, we really like, paused and went all the way back to a blank slate to just from first principles, think about the end customer, whether it's someone who's completely new and doesn't know anything about things to someone who is a hardcore and is thinking between a NAMI and a Wolf King GT and all of that. And someone on their first or their fourth scooter, like we said in the, the announcement. And how do we guide them through that process in a way that is visual? That was a really big one to switch from table-based to card-based. So you're just going to see the products because that was a, a, one of the most significant shortcomings of the table. And then kind of thinking through the categories and every small detail of the UI and even thinking about how this is extensible because as we do more form factors, we just want this to get bigger and bigger and bigger and be the micromobility database. And, and even there's a lot of thought to the categories and building in the ability for even the categorizations, like what is, what is middle priced here, you know, like that could change over the years. Um, and so we wanted to build that in technically to be able to adjust those and do it all in a, a delightful way. And, and Ben, one of our writers has really added some personality to the database with how he's written the, the highlight section of each of these. And so we are just so excited for people to be using this and to keep um, adding to it and, and, and extending the, the value. Yeah, I just wanted to add that from a consumer perspective, I was on the ESG website a ton for that when I, to help me make my decision. And it was by far the best resource and the most trustworthy resource, even though I didn't know, uh, I didn't know ESG well, I didn't, I had no reason to trust it. You could tell that there was real world testing. You know, you go to these, you go to all these scooter, the websites and the manufacturers have these outrageous claims about range and speed and um, uh, weatherproofness and that kind of thing. And uh, it was awesome to have uh, ESG actually testing these products and giving real world data. And that was a huge influence on the decision I did make. So I just 
that's my testimonial yeah. uh, about uh, yeah. how useful well, it's been. One really fun thing about the, the, the website that not everyone knows is the, the database is actually like, there's a lot of elements of the site that are based on the database and we've made some improvements this year. There's still more to go, but it actually supports uh, metrics changes and currency changes throughout regions. So if you're in the UK, you can see it in British pounds and you can see things in kilometers, for example, but not just that, but other, other units and something that we support that we're always extending is kind of like knowing where things are sold and being able to give custom recommendations. So like in Australia, you know, we know electric kicks and so we know what they stock. And so we can actually show that on the site and be like, you know, this Cabo product is sold by, you know, electric kicks or, or what have you. So, um, and, and we're going to keep, we're going to keep building on that. So you're, you're hearing a lot of, from me, this podcast, because I'm, I kind of live a lot more in the the small details uh, globally on all these little things. Um, but we, we've been building also a engineering kind of like development team as well. Build this year, the website's going to be a really big emphasis because the long-term vision is how do we build everything such that if millions of people are, are on this site in a month that they can be served well. And so I'm going to kick it over to Raymir to talk about stuff that's happened with creative this year. Creative production. Um, yeah, so where did we start? I guess we started... With the design team and we can Marilla, yeah. So Marilla, you know, is like if you look at our, even this design on our shirts, you know, something that she came up with that she took super, you know, amount of detail to really get something nice, and that's what we're trying to do with the whole the whole channel, just the whole ESG. I mean, Rider Guy brand. Excuse me, I said ESG, but the whole Rider Guy brand is getting it all under one unique design. That's you know, as far as that fits the look and fits the future where we were trying to go. Then we got new pieces when it comes to our, our production. We got Caleb. He's an editor. He helps with like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen it. If you watch our videos, they look and they sound different. And that's just another addition that we brought to the team. We have Eddie, you know, he helps with the thumbnails and he helps with some edits as well. And it allows, you know, the legacy guys like me and Richie to like, you know, teach somebody else something else, but also take what they know how to do and like, let them hyper-focus on making that aspect better that we might not know how to do. And who else do we have on the team? Yeah, so, you know, I, I think, I, honestly, Rider Guide is just taking it to the next level. We have been, you know, just building and building and growing and growing on the creative side of it, and it's just nice to have a good team. And, you know, like, even how you're adding to Paul, like, the, the, the people that we added through – the rider guy has added to us as well. Like, you know, it kind of, he frees you up to do more for the brand. So rider guy 2023 forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I, I just wanted to add to that. Um, coming on as kind of the newest person in the team. Uh, it's been really impressive to see the, like the passion that everyone has for scooters. And I think that's something that doesn't come across in a scripted video. Um, and there's lots of little things that, that you take for granted when you're just a viewer. And so I think it's awesome to see behind the scenes and see that everyone has such a passion for what they're doing. And they're, everyone that's making content here actually cares. And it was a huge reason why I wanted to come on board was seeing that as I got to know 
you guys and got to know the company. So yeah. it's been really yeah. impressive. I think for sh- I think like even now having the opportunity, I think I might have talked to you about it before, is that you know, being a one man band, doing the filming and doing the editing, like you can only do so much. Like you can you could even work as hard as you want to, but you might not get the output that you want because you have to do so many areas and just to come at writer guy and just we have the the great team to really like, all right, I'm focused on this. This is my area that I love to do. I'm gonna do this. And then you can just pass it off to a group of team members who work with you together to get to the same goal. But it's just it's just so a blessing that you can kind of focus on one area and trust me, like I, yeah, I think what I, I might have told you for sure. Like this, this next year, if you really, you know, now that you're a part of ESG, that I'm excited for like the type of bangers you're gonna make and like, like, cause you, could, cause you're for the consumers. Like you, you're a very smart guy. You know, you're very analytical about the scooters. You really test them, but you also come from a, a customer perspective. Like how you say you watch, you watched ESG of old, and now with Rider Guy, people can they're gonna watch us. But it's also like, all right, we still come from that background to where we were thinking about what a person who might not know Scooter or who might be interested in Scooters, you know, what they might need. Like, we're really doing it and we're really out there. And I just think it's pretty cool, you know. And it's great to have another Paul in the house. Like, not not saying, you know, you're Paul. And yeah. you're, you're the I'll first, you know. Paul. Yeah, you don't, you're, <laughs> you're, you're still yourself. But it's, you know, it's nice because, you know, he needs help. I've said... Scooter Yoda and Scooter Luke Skywalker, <laughs> episode six and stuff. Someone else called Paul Scooter Yoda. He's also been called Scooter Gandalf. That one was, oh, no. that was pretty good. Yeah. He's been called. <laughs> the professor as well. Yeah. I honestly like this last year has been surreal with the team that has come together. Cause so much of it's kind of organic and you don't know where the holes are going to be filled a lot of the time and you don't know uh, who's, going to be a, a breakout performer, but we, we've had a lot of that. We, we had a lot of people this year that it's kind of like joining us has been the inflection point in their career. And they just have had this hyper growth of, of skill. And, and we, we, I think we, we've all talked about this. We had a lot of team meetings over the last two days about just the importance of the, the culture and the positivity and the, how it rubs off on one another when you are seeking to be excellent in everything you do. And if you look at the last year, it's like the, the difference of like the thumbnails from start to now is, is really stark. Or you just, you know, having more bandwidth as a creative production team to kind of like take the time to build really good workflows around things like um, color correction, you know, or even um, our audio equipment has improved. Overall, we're, 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 we're still a small company. We're pretty scrappy with our budget, but we've, ha- we've been able to do a lot of upgrades. We have it all tracked of kind of all the things we want to keep doing. And that kind of takes us segueing to our, our next thing. And actually, we're going to bring Marilla in to talk about the the office and then also kind of like the design decisions because you know when we do an announcement video like that we just have to be really quick and be like new logo you know new new name <laughs> and stuff but there's a lot of intentionality behind it and um we're even working on more that I, I hope I, I think will maybe be done by the time of this, but but th- things like animation, I I, th- I think we'll we'll get there. But yeah, this is a new office. We were we were um, our, our old office was expiring, and uh, it was an unideal time. It was like oh, why is our lease ending in November? And I'm trying to do this like wow, where we got the Black Friday like holiday push, and everybody wants their like, kind of like final push for the year. Uh, but we we got this this new 
um, place. So we've actually moved from Berkeley to Oakland. We're in kind of like southeast a little bit near near the water uh, in Jingletown, I guess is yeah. the name of the the area. It's 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 been great, you know. And it, what's really good about it too is this place is extensible, so we can actually it's we have like two units in a massive complex. So if we keep growing and you keep watching our videos and supporting us, you know, and uh, clicking our links, then we we can um, we can keep growing, you know, and and keep covering more and more. And that 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 was really the main thing this year is like how do we build a really healthy core that does well across all the core competencies of this type of business. And then we can start to scale that into repeating that in other form factors and everything. So talking about the design, um, Marilla, we would love to hear kind of more about the different things that you did that was part of the rebrand and kind of the the thinking, because I know we had a lot of conversations about, about each of these steps of the process. Yeah, so this is only, in a couple of days, I'll have been working for ESG for just a year, so I'm pretty new to all this, but um, we definitely went full in and just had me design the logo, and we wanted to focus on the rider instead of the vehicle, just because that's how we wanted the brand to be. Um, and so we didn't want the logo to be centered around wheels or vehicles or anything, especially because we want to cover many different form factors and move away from just being scooter-focused. And so we wanted, yeah, the logo just to be clean and like some somehow like simple allude to the wheels with the circular shapes but we ultimately wanted it to be clean and just simple and yeah so that it could be yeah you can focused. kind of there's a little bit of like some senses of lanes like as you're driving you know riding or there's also a little bit of movement and we've we've also been playing with how I mean at the time of recording this we are we have a couple iterations that we're working on with animations to kind of flow things into the logo, out of the logo, et cetera. And then Marilla also even made a logo mark or a, a word mark, you know, it's basically like without the icon, just kind of like spelling out writer guide, but still kind of having some continuity, but having some separate, you know, difference. So that was a big part of it. And can you talk about the colors? Yeah. So often when you look at electric companies you see a lot of generic very cliche colors of like bright yellow bright green we do have the bright yellow we mostly just use that for our thumbnails but we wanted to use some other color that has electricity in it but isn't so overused and so we went with a really electric purple um you'll see lots of modern innovative companies using this lately so yeah we kind of just jumped on that bandwagon and we wanted <laughs> to keep blue in there and so we have yeah. that but we made it a more modern iteration and yeah yeah, so it's like a hat tip to electric scooter guide. And that's also clear with like going from electric scooter guide to rider guide, keeping that guide in there. Um, yeah, and, and then it, it's a better shade of blue. Yeah, but another thing too that you're going to see is a little bit more monochrome happening here and there because we view ourselves as representatives of the customer and the industry. And that that's really our mission statement, which we've refined over the year. And that's to kind of know the market better than anyone else, which is from the vehicle perspective and the brand perspective, which really is important when you can get sold something that might kill you. Well, no, it's not that bad. Don't, don't feel micromobility is not that dangerous, but like, um, just something that just the types of companies you work with, what does after sale look like? And, um, can you even get one? And, and, uh, yeah, so the black and white is is kind of to represent all of that because we we want to know the market, we want to know the customer, and we want to be the middle person that helps connect them. 
And then also we have some typography as a part of it. Um, that's kind of a little bit more of a, a small detail. Do you have anything you want to share about that? Maybe not. Yeah. Well, so you, you can see it on the website, you know, there's a lot of small details, you know, I think, I think that's kind of everything we've got, um, on design. And so, um, yeah, I think I speak for the whole team. We are just so honored to get to do everything that we do. We, we love working with one another. We love being in this industry that's growing so quickly. It just really is like, you know, I, I, I think for a lot of us, you know, there's so many days where the whole day of work just like it's gone <laughs> because it's not, it, it's, a, it's a labor of love and it's exciting and it's fast paced. We can trust each other and, um, and we, we've been reminding ourselves like never stop thinking about the end customer all around the world who is trying to break into this, trying to make sense of this and how everything we can do can be uh, suited for them perfectly. So it's a, it's a very exciting year ahead. Uh, stay tuned. You know, we've got a lot more podcasts coming. If, you're, if, if you took the time to watch this whole episode, you're probably someone who's a fan of ESG in the past. And so we really appreciate you. We read, we read almost like, we don't want to say like we read every comment because maybe it's like 99%, but we read a lot of comments and it's not just like one of us. It's like a lot of us where there's all living in those comment sections. We love hearing from you and we're always looking for new ways to uh, feature you as well. Like we got the photo Friday that David Vosk started up and, and we're, we're going to keep coming up with new things. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate you.